Welcome to this podcast from the GSK SLE Educators Network. Today, we are delighted to be joined by Dr. Anka Askenes, Professor of Medicine and Director of the Lupus Center, Division of Rheumatology, Columbia University, and Dr. Rajiv Raghavan, Nephrologist and Clinical Professor of Medicine at the University of Houston College of Medicine, to discuss the benefits of establishing a definition for SLE disease modification and why, given its progressive nature, there is a need to change the course of disease and consider therapies that modify the immunologic mechanisms of SLE. This is a non-promotional disease education podcast intended for healthcare professionals only. Dr. Raghavan has advisory agreements with Bayer, GSK, and Riata, has received honoraria from Trevere and Primed, and research funding from Baylor College of Medicine, and is section editor for clinical nephrology, and is a member of the American Society of Nephrology Workforce and Training Committee. Dr. Askenes has received consulting fees from AstraZeneca, Arinia, and GSK, and has conducted contracted research for AstraZeneca, Ellie Lilly, GSK, Idorcia, Janssen, and Pfizer. Today is about changing the course of disease in lupus. SLE can reduce life expectancy, It negatively affects health-related quality of life. The pain and fatigue severely impact social functioning and daily activities. SLE is characterized by fluctuating periods of disease activity, flares, and diverse clinical manifestations, making the disease difficult to manage. When looking at overall patterns of disease, in some population, 60 to 70% of patients exhibit chronic active disease or relapsing remitting disease, and up to 30 to 40% have long quiescent disease. Approximately 30 to 50% of patients with SLE develop organ damage within five years of their diagnosis. The importance of defining disease modification in SLE. Disease modification is a well-known concept in rheumatology and other therapeutic areas, but no widely accepted definition of disease modification exists for systemic lupus. This framework comprises two aspects, disease manifestations and disease outcomes. Disease manifestations and disease outcome both are impacted and impact disease pathophysiology. It is their sum that will result in the modification of the natural course of the disease. The disease manifestation include relief or delay of clinical signs and symptoms, ergo disease activity, and improvement or normalization of physical function, quality of life, social and work capacity. The disease outcomes the induction of remission or prevention of relapse, slowing or stopping the progression of the disease, slowing or stopping the progression of damage, and sustained improvement in the disease state that continues after treatment discontinuation. Key components of disease modification in SLE include minimizing disease activity, minimizing treatment-associated toxicities, slowing or preventing 
organ damage progression. Such is the case when there is renal involvement, slowing the progression to end-stage kidney disease. Disease modification in SLE requires minimizing disease activity with the fewest treatment-associated toxicities and slowing or preventing organ damage progression. The EULA recommendation for SLE management align well to the proposed disease modification definition. These recommendations include control of disease activity, prevention of flares and organ damage, reduction of steroid use, optimization of health-related quality of life, and prolonging life. SLE disease activity is commonly assessed in clinical trials using BILAG, SLEADAS, and the PGA. The DOORS definition of remission and LLDAS can be used as treat-to-target objectives. Organ damage can be assessed by the SLIC damage index. This diagram shows disease activity measures and organ damage measures. The SDI, or SLIC damage index, is a validated measure of organ damage in lupus. Thinking about the treatment goals and outcomes measurements in LN or lupus nephritis, the recommendations for LN management also include preservation of kidney function and prevention of end-stage kidney disease. The gold standard method to assess tissue inflammation and damage are histological findings and chronicity indices determined by the kidney biopsy. This table suggests the interim time points for assessment of disease activity in clinical trials and clinical practice for extrarenal lupus. The goal is to minimize disease activity with minimal treatment-associated toxicities and slow down or prevent organ damage progression. The proposed outcomes at year one are significant reduction in disease activity measured using validated tools, significant reduction in severe flares using a validated tool like the Selena Flare Index or the Bilag Flare Index, and reduction in the use of steroids and or immunosuppressants. For the outcomes at years two to five, we propose sustained improvement in multiple organ domains with no worsening in other domains, prevention of severe flares, and continued reduction in the use of steroids and immunosuppressants. Ultimately, disease modification is confirmed as an outcome after five years when we expect no change in the damage index or a delayed progression to damage accumulation. When thinking about how to define disease modification in patients with renal involvement or lupus nephritis, our goals could include minimizing disease activity with minimal treatment-associated toxicity and slowing or preventing organ damage progression. Our outcomes measurements for one year could include significant improvement in the UPCR or kidney activity index via kidney biopsy, a significant reduction in renal flare, minimizing the EGFR decline, for example, less than 30%, or reduction in the use of steroids or other immunosuppression. A two to five year outcomes improvement could include sustained improvement in the UPCR 
or no worsening in the kidney chronicity index via repeat kidney biopsy, prevention of renal flares, minimizing further decline in the EGFR, for example, less than 30%, and continued reduction in steroids or immunosuppression medication. Longer than five-year outcomes could include no change in SDI or delayed progression. The one- and five-year timeframes were chosen to assess early markers and confirm disease modification, respectively, based on thresholds for assessment of disease activity and organ damage in clinical trials and longitudinal studies. Although DSDNA titers and complement levels are commonly used as biomarkers of disease activity, their levels do not necessarily correlate with severity, and there is a need for novel biomarkers of disease severity and prognosis. One important consideration is disease activity, including early activity, is associated with increased risk of organ damage and mortality. Earlier use of treatments that modify the immunologic mechanisms of disease could help to better control disease activity, thereby reducing the risk of organ damage and reliance on corticosteroids. Earlier introduction of antimalarials has been shown to reduce future organ damage risk. In another study, biological therapy plus standard therapy was associated with reduced organ damage risk versus standard therapy alone. An accepted definition of disease modification in SLE would allow for harmonization of future clinical trials outcomes and comparisons of treatments, which could ultimately lead to improved patient care and clinical outcomes. A working definition of disease modification may be minimizing disease activity with the least treatment-associated toxicities and slowing or preventing organ damage progression. For example, in the case of lupus nephritis, progression to end-stage kidney disease. This definition provides a framework for clinicians and providers to do two things. First, consider the need to change the course of disease as a key treatment goal from diagnosis onwards. And second, consider therapies that modify the immunologic mechanisms of SLE in order to better control disease activity and improve disease outcomes. Mm-hmm.